sanguine, simply optimistic, a community of hope and optimism. Hey, 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 welcome back. I just smile when I think about getting together with this local group. Oh, the kids, you guys, I don't think I've said this in a while. I so appreciate the kids. You add so much to the group. And when you share, you add so much. And those of you kids that are listening, wow, kudos for you actually listening to someone talk about the scriptures and a faith walk. You are amazing. And the rest of you, you are amazing too. The Sanguine community, you are the misfits, the ones that don't fit into the traditional mold. You are unique and uniquely created for a specific purpose. You are a blessing. Yeah, you may not feel like it. Could be one of those days where you just don't feel like it. You are a blessing. You are a blessing to those around you. Yep, maybe it's a day where you snapped at somebody, you snapped at your kids, you yelled at your kids, you were short. You are still a blessing because you are still involved and you are still engaged means you're still in the fight. Yep, maybe you're low on energy and you don't have a lot of reserves and you're not reacting the way you would in an ideal world. Well, guess what? The world is not ideal and you are doing a great job. You are a blessing. So don't believe the lie. Some days are harder than others and that is just a fact of life. And so don't get down on yourself. I appreciate you. You are appreciated by those around you. Even if they're maybe not having a good day and they they haven't told you, I'm going to tell you for them, you are a blessing. So welcome, you community. I so appreciate you guys. You are the best. Thanks for the encouragement, as always. Thanks for the communication. And yeah, prayer requests, communications, whatever. Um, email me at 406bigt at gmail.com. So today, wow, one of my favorite all-time life-changing scriptures. Yeah, get ready, because this is a good one. This absolutely changed and transformed my life, and I will share with you very specifically how it did, because I want you guys to get the nitty-gritty, practical, down-to-earth, how, how to do this, because sometimes scripture is out there a bit, and we have a hard time getting our hands on it, and actually, how do we make this work out? And there's some great things in the scripture, but I don't I don't know how to work this out. Well, I'm going to share with you how it worked out in my life. Is that a guarantee that it'll happen that way in your life? Yeah, probably not, but it'll probably give you a blueprint or an idea of uh, with the guidance of the big HS, remember the Holy Spirit, he's here for you, you guys, and he's here for me every day, and I'm so thankful for his leadership. He is there for you, too. And uh, if you need to, before we get started, just invite him in and say, hey, Holy Spirit, I maybe don't even know who you are. I came across this podcast by chance. I just welcome you in. I want to see what you'll do in my life. Guys, That that's legit right there. That is legit. And uh, you can do that right now. So I encourage you to do that. He will meet you right now. And so anyway, not anyway, I, we're just going to add more good stuff to this. So that ancient text, the scripture from the Holy Bible, I often joke that it's a Holy Bible, Holy Bible, because that's eh, kind of funny. And uh, those of us that aren't all uh, immersed in the Christian lingo may call it the Holy Bible. So yeah, it just adds a little levity. And uh, you know, it's also, if you don't get it right the first time, that's okay. As long as you learn, that is fantastic. And so my favorite scripture and the one that really impacted my life is in Galatians. Galatians 5.16, and depending on your translation, and this is probably a paraphrase of like a bunch of them, it says, so then live by the Spirit. So we're talking the Holy Spirit here. 
and you will not fulfill the desires of the sinful nature. And so what is the sinful nature? Well, we've talked about sin, and sin is like, it's an archery term, whereas we don't hit the bullseye. And so the scripture, if you kind of parse it down to its like basic meaning, it's like, if you live by the Spirit, you'll hit the bullseye. Wow. You guys, I love that. And when I read that scripture for the first time, not even the first time, I probably read it dozens of times and it didn't impact me till I went through this course called Cleansing Stream, which some of you out there listening went through it with me. Yay. You guys are awesome. Um, but you don't have to go through the course to get this. Okay. Um, that scripture totally came alive. And I, after struggling with sin, and I'm not done with my struggle in sin, don't get me wrong, because I still have issues, you know, you guys, uh, gosh, I said, you know, again, I've worked on that on the last podcast. I hope I'm getting better. I have to keep like slapping myself here. So I, I don't say that, but I deal with food issues, still a struggle for me getting better. You know, wow. God hasn't zapped me. And overnight it's like, I don't look at food and say, Oh, I don't have to have that. I still have some desires, even though they're less but I was struggling with some serious sin at the time, like even unforgiveness and bitterness. And a huge one for me was judgment. Boy, what a critical attitude I had. And when I read this, I was like, seriously, I can seriously sidestep all that stuff and hit the bullseye, like get it right. I just, I almost couldn't believe it. And so this teaching is that our body, our ourselves, our personage is comprised of three parts. That's our spirit. And that's not the Holy Spirit. That's our spirit, which comes alive when we invite Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father in. Our spirits come alive. They're enlivened. Um, and the spirit is that thing. Maybe you guys have experienced where, where you walk into a store or a restaurant and your skin just crawls like you're creeped out, but there's nothing apparent that you can look around and say, wow, I, I don't, that's your spirit. You're sensing something in the other dimension outside the dimensions that our normal senses can sense things. That's your spirit. That's that realm. That's the Holy Spirit. And that's how you communicate with the Holy Spirit is through that. And so we're comprised of a spirit, which comes alive when we enter the kingdom by saying, Jesus, yep, I accept what you did, bearing my burdens and taking them away and giving yourself and, uh, your sins are forgiven. And, uh, yeah, we still bear the consequences of it, and we still sin, but we're, we're made righteous with God because Jesus was our burden bearer and took our sins away. Anyway, the next part is our soul, which comprises our mind, our will, and emotions. And so more tangible, we're acquainted with our emotions, and we know in our mind that we can have a mindset, and that we can be mindful, and that we can be stubborn because we exercise our will. And so we're acquainted with that. And then there's our body, which is our body. You know, it's your physical body, the cravings of the body, like hunger, your need for oxygen. How silly, right? Your need for oxygen, your need for food, nourishment exercise, all those things that are accompanied with the body. And this teaching was that your spirit, if it's in charge, so you live by the spirit, so your spirit's on top. And so that means you're directed not by your mind, your will, and emotions, not by the cravings of the body, but you're being directed by your spirit, which is interacting with the Holy Spirit, which is giving you directions. And the really cool thing about this is that your spirit was made to understand the Holy Spirit and to talk with the spirit. And so if you let your spirit be in charge, you can hear correctly and accurately from the Holy Spirit. 
And when you try to hear from the Holy Spirit with your mind or your will or your emotions or even with your body, it comes through jumbled. It's like, wow, that's in code. I, I don't get it because your spirit was designed to hear from the Holy Spirit. The cool thing is that when your spirit is in charge and you choose exercising your mind, your will, and emotions to let your spirit be in charge, and here's the highly practical thing, this is the way you can do it. You just, and this is the way I learned it, and this is straight out of cleansing stream. You can modify this as long as you get the same principle down because it's not about the exact language, it's about the principle. And so there's, I don't necessarily want you to get it stuck in exact wording or stuff like that, but get the principle that you are telling yourself to put your spirit in charge. And so what I would say is that body, you need to submit to the soul. And then soul, you need to submit to the spirit. And then I would say my spirit is submitting to the Holy Spirit of God. And that they call that alignment, which I like that term because you're aligned and you're in the proper order. It's like a chain of command that is in the right order. Like say you're in an army or even in a job and you get the chain of command out of order. Things just get screwed up and they don't operate the way you're supposed to. Same with your same with yourself. The thing that is you and the components of that, when they're organized in the way that they're supposed to be and leadership is happening in the way it's supposed to, things function really well. Now, let me just throw in a caveat here. The first time I did that, it lasted for about a half second. And immediately, my soul was in charge again. How do you know that? Well, this was during a really stressful season for me. A lot of outside stresses, actually a lot of business stresses. And I did that, and I took a deep breath, and I felt good for one second, because, or a half second. Because when the Spirit's in charge, the Spirit can download stuff into you from God's, like, the peace that transcends understanding. You shouldn't have peace, but you have peace. And so when your spirit's in charge, your spirit can apply that to your mind and your body, your will and emotions, and you can have peace. When your spirit's in charge, it brings life and health to the rest of you, your mind, your will and emotions, your body. And so the reason I knew that I was no longer in alignment, because for a moment I had a little peace. But immediately I started worrying about that stuff again. And so that was evidence to me. So this whole process is not a one and done. I think the first day I had to do it like thousands of times. But what begins to happen is that you begin to get some strength and anchoring as you do that. Every time you do that, it's a little longer. It's a little longer and it's a little longer and you get a little more strength and your spirit's in charge. Now, when your spirit's in charge, it's really good because not only does it bring life and health to your body, but it also brings new understandings because your mind can begin to grasp the kingdom of God because it will see the spirit operating in a realm outside the laws of our physical realm where you're having peace when you shouldn't have peace and you're praying about things and trusting God for things that shouldn't work out. And so your mind is actually being expanded. Living in the spirit is a powerful tool for your mind and your mind is where your imagination operates and so as that's being expanded and being refined and having the principles of the kingdom of God instilled in it, because what you can imagine for your future and as you can begin to lay out your imagination and make it real and utilizing the principles of God, you begin to lay out your future path. As you can imagine with the principles of God that come from living in the spirit, you are like, oh, how, how can I put it? You are just like lighting up your imagination. It's like your imagination just got a huge wattage upgrade and you 
are operating at like like a processing speed that's way higher than you had before. And your imagination is the key to your faith walk and being empowered in your faith and opening up new avenues of adventure and success in your future because you begin to establish it in your imagination, operating with faith. Those two, man, they're like a chemical reaction that is synergistic and powerful. You are creating things in your future that are awesome. So living in the spirit, not only does it keep you from doing bad things, but it sets you on the path of doing awesome things. Because if you're not living in the sinful nature, you're living in the nature of the kingdom of God, the realm in which God rules and God establishes and grows things and he rules for righteousness. So you are establishing righteousness and fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, all that good stuff. You know, that fruit, that's the kind of people you want to be around. And so you're establishing that. And so Galatians 5.16 absolutely changed my life because I began to answer these principles and I found that I was no longer tied to sins like I had been. And so as I was like putting my spirit in charge, when I would face like these intense temptations, you know, sexual temptations, you know, the temptation that's hugely prevalent out there today that I face as a younger man with pornography. It's huge, you know, and it would come in and any man can know what it's like. It comes in like a wave living in the spirit and operating in the spirit. And as I learned to live in that place, put me in a place where not only could I just resist it, that I didn't even notice it was there. You guys, that is powerful. And so whatever your issues or vices are, is it instantaneous? It can be fairly as you learn to live in the spirit. And that is just continuing to put yourself in the proper alignment and then committing to submitting your spirit to the Holy Spirit. Now, let, let me just give you an example. And, and I have a number of them. But this one example, I was on this painting project and our family's young. You know, we had five or six kids, maybe four kids. I don't know. We ended up with six kids. Those of you that don't know my wife and I, but we have six kids total. Um, we actually have seven because one of our kids was a twin. And so we'll see that twin someday. And uh, I look forward to it. There was a little sadness as there always is, but we're celebrating our six kids here and we'll celebrate the seventh when we get up there. I am so grateful for my children in this season, trying to provide for the family, it was a little stressful. And I probably made it more stressful through my lack of faith. Let me just make that confession to you that as I've grown older, I've learned and I haven't got it 100% right, but to trust God more for the provision. And I wasn't necessarily there then. So there was a lot of striving. I had this huge painting project and the architect had of this project had given me the colors to match and to paint all this cedar siding to pre-paint it. And you guys, this is a lot of money in material, a lot of money in painting material. So there was the material of the siding, cedar siding, which was stained. And, you know, I painted that, pre-painted all the trim. And the architect's like, hey, I want you to bring the samples in compared to what you actually painted. And so, <laughs> and I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe God set this up. I, I trusted the paint company too much, but... I gathered the storyboard. If you guys don't know what a storyboard is, it's basically a board that has like all the paint colors, textures, schemes of houses that architects have designed. I brought the storyboard for the exterior color schemes in next to what I had painted and prepared. Okay, let's backtrack. I When I went and picked up the original from the paint store, because I trusted them to match that, and I brought it back to what I had done in some samples, they were totally different. Was I sick to my stomach? Yeah, I can remember that. I was like, oh, I can't cover. 
the cost of this there's no way i and i and and i'm having to go see the architect the next day you guys and this is right when i'm learning this lesson about being in alignment and living by the spirit and the holy spirit's like just trust me i can't tell you how many times that i was telling my body to submit to my soul and my soul to submit to my spirit and my holy spirit to submit to or my spirit to submit to the holy spirit I was scared out of my mind. And this was, uh, I said that so many times, just trying to get the peace. And I had some measure of success. And then like two hours before it hit, I had peace. I finally was able to connect and, and I had peace. And not peace that it was, it was gonna be okay, but peace that God was gonna take care of me. Here's where we sometimes get it wrong that we have a determined outcome. And when that doesn't happen, we assume that God failed us. In this instance, God reassured me that he would take care of me. And so if that's making right with all the materials, there would be a way for that to happen. So I walk into the architect's office, looking at these in all kinds of light, daylight, light in my car, and I'm like, there's no amount of light where these match. So I walk into the office, set him down on the architect's desk, and he's, he's like, hey, looks great, nice job. He's like, that's all I needed to see. And I walked out. <laughs> yeah, you guys are like, you're like me. My jaw is on the floor. And that is a pretty dramatic example. And guys, that was decades, two decades ago that happened. And it still stuck with me. Other instances, we've had kids that have had fevers. And we were worrying as like any good parent worries. But God had promised me a long time ago that he would be our family's physician really clearly when I was a teenager and that I was not to worry. Well, I was worried. And so was Adrian and the fever was going up and it was not going down. And so we were on our way to the hospital and both of us were struggling to live in the spirit. And then we're, we're doing this and we both began to have a peace as we're on the way to the hospital. And we decided, let's just wait in the parking lot for a little while. And we did. And guess what? The temperature went down. Yeah. Guys, I just need to tell you, we would have went in if we needed to. Okay. We're not that way. But we wanted to give the Holy Spirit some room. And sometimes that's what you need to do. He just wants to see. He wants to grow our faith. Because living by the Spirit takes faith. Does it make sense that an architect didn't see the color difference that I did? No. That is outside the realm of natural laws, okay? Living by the Spirit is living outside the realm of natural laws. And so when you think living by the Spirit, you have to think that way, that you are beginning to live in a way that is totally contrary to however many years old you are that you've been living on this earth. Is it going to take a little while to get used to? Darn right. It's going to take a long time. You guys, I've been in seasons where I've intensely live by the spirit, but then I've fallen out and then I come back and it's another season of going deeper and living by the spirit. You know, uh, oh, there I said it again, you know, I need to live by the spirit. So I quit saying, I don't think you know it's a sin, but it, it's certainly annoying. But living by the spirit and our walk with God, uh, there is some ebb and flow and we don't always like that, but it's a reality is that we'll have some flow and then we'll have you know, it, it, it restricts a little bit. and It's more of an ebb, but then it flows again. 
And so I continue to learn to live by the Spirit in more ways like tackling deeper issues. You know, I, I mentioned this again, food. That is the season that I am in. Me and the Holy Spirit, we are together in helping overcome my addiction to food and the perceived needs that are around it that aren't healthy. Food is wonderful and we need it. The way that I utilize it most in my life is unhealthy. And so I am learning to live by the Spirit in that way. But living by the Spirit, it does. It promotes life because you're not doing the things that cause death. Remember, sin leads to death. And like uh, unhealthy relationship with food leads to obesity, which we know the all-cause mortality of obesity goes way up. So just by being fat, there's you die. <laughs> the all-cause mortality rate goes up just by being fat. So there's death involved in that. But then there's the death of the activities that you can participate in, how you feel, how you sleep, all those kind of things. And so when we live by the Spirit, we eliminate death out of our life. And so we increase life. And then the, remember, the spirit is like a, a CPU upgrade for your imagination. And your imagination, your faith are those things that walk out your future that you are establishing right now. So Galatians 5.16 absolutely changed my life. It is incredible. And, and I invite you to explore Galatians 5.16. Remember, it's simple. And you can modify this for you. But you have three parts that you are made out of. Your spirit, which comes alive when you meet and accept Jesus, the burden bearer, and what he did for you, the sacrifice that he made for you by taking your sins away, dying on the cross and resurrecting the proof that he had the authority to do that and that he is the master of the universe. And then you come into a relationship with the Holy Spirit and the Father, and you have a great time because they're leading you into a great, not an easy life, a great life, and then your soul, and then your body, and that there's an order that they're designed to operate in. Spirit in charge of the mind, your will and emotions, your soul, then comes your body, but the Holy Spirit be in charge of it all. And I, you guys, I am so thankful for the Holy Spirit's leadership. He is so gracious and kind as he leads me and guides me, and he puts a passion in me for you and to see you succeed and knowing how unique you are and the impact you make in your world. So I encourage you, go into Galatians 5.16. Start living by the Spirit. Simple, practical, easy. You can do it right now. So let's let's just invite the Holy Spirit in. Holy Spirit, thank you for your revelations and your truths that I learned through the ministry of Cleansing Stream. I'm so grateful. They are truths that are found in scriptures, and they have pulled them out and delineated them, and they have made them easy to adapt into our lives. And so, Holy Spirit, we just choose to submit our spirit to your spirit and that we choose to submit our souls to our own spirits which consists of our mind our will and emotions and we choose to submit our bodies under the leadership of the spirit and then the soul and so we are just so grateful holy spirit thank you for your guidance and Holy Spirit, I just pray blessings on my friends. Declare your favor and your goodness over them. The love of Jesus and would permeate their lives and they would know and understand more about you this week. So thanks, guys. Hey, I really love you. Um, if you know somebody that's struggling in faith, been hurt by the church, or could just benefit from this podcast, pass it along. Those are the people that I want to reach. I want people to fall in love with each other, and I want people to fall in love with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father, because they are good. Yeah, you guys know that, and you're finding that out. And if you don't know that, you're going to find it out. So have a wonderful week. And remember, Galatians 5.16. Yeah, good stuff there. Powerful stuff. Change my life.
life. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.